Hi, I'm Alyssa Miller, and this is the Embrace Your Anxious podcast, the show where you hear tips and tricks to harness your anxiety into working for you and not against you. For myself and others, we'll learn together what it really means to embrace your anxious. Hi, everyone. I have Keisha Fitzgerald here today. Um, Uh, being gracious enough to share her energy with us and talk about some anxiety and um, things that occur when you're building a business and the girls in her collective um, community. So um, definitely go to the show notes to check her out and let's get started. To tell you that like I love your goofiness and your energy overall and you're so uplifting and motivating and that's really honestly what attracted me to you and I'm sure that's what like everybody that's like in your collective and everything that's what they love about you too um but i'd love to start off if you want to tell me a little bit about yourself yeah thank you so much <laughs> i'm so excited to be here and hopefully share some juicy nuggets that can help your listeners and i'm so proud of you for doing this like this oh, is so thank cool. you <laughs> so um so my name is keisha and i'm originally from the greater seattle area And, um, I actually did kind of what maybe some of the listeners can connect with where Mm -hmm. I got the job and then I started climbing up the corporate ladder, but internally, I always had this gut feeling that I wanted like more, but I didn't know what more was for me. And for me, more was more fulfillment, but I didn't know how to get that. And I always had an idea that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how. So I looked around and I was like, honestly, like everything is pretty good. At the time I was working as an IT project manager in an engineering recruiting at a company in Seattle. And so many of my girlfriends were, you know, moving their way up the corporate ladder after graduating college. We were doing the same things, but I still had this gut feeling that I could not shake that I was supposed to do something else, even Mm -hmm. though it didn't make sense to me why I felt that way. So because I couldn't figure out like what I actually wanted to do, I kept going down that path, but I also started to work on my health and fitness goals because at the time I was working with the team that was in China while I was living in Seattle. So I was working crazy hours and, um, wasn't like sleeping a ton. It was really just pouring so much into my career that my own health and fitness goals kind of got put on the back burner. So I stumbled upon a program called P90X. Are you familiar with P90X? Yeah, a little bit. I I honestly haven't done that. I did Insanity though back in the day. So (laughs) yes. Okay. So it's kind of like Insanity's cousin Mm -hmm. and it's created by Tony Horton. Anyways, it's this program that I started doing in my garage and eventually I fell in love with the convenience of the programs and you know, a couple steps ahead, I decided to build a business on the side, partnering with the company that created those programs, Insanity and uh, P90X, right. called Beachbody. Mm-hmm. And I ended up building a side business that was super fulfilling. We moved from Seattle to New York City for my now fiance to go to NYU Dental School. And I was working at Google, building this business on the side until it got to the point that my business took off. So I left the corporate world altogether in April of 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, when he graduated, we moved to San Diego, which is where we live now. And I started a podcast myself about a year ago and just launched a new company two months ago. So I'm kind of doing all the crazy things and just (laughs) moving forward and just trying to follow that gut feeling uh, whenever it comes up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's what I like. I love like everything that you're doing. You're just like 
on a roll. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love uh, to like your story about how you were climbing the corporate ladder and then just followed your gut feeling to go after what you want. Because I'm kind of in that boat now too. So I really yeah. relate or re resonate with you on that level a little bit. So love that. Um, I, one of my favorite questions that I actually just started deciding I want to ask people <laughs> is yeah. uh, on a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? <laughs> oh, I'm like an 11 or like maybe a 25. I'm super weird. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just feel like there's so much power that comes from being yourself. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're quirky and your quirks are really like perks for people that are your people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Totally agree. And, I, and I'd rather be myself and show up fully and not look back and like think that I showed up like someone mm -hmm. that I needed to be. Or especially when you're building a business on social media and through this podcast, like you're doing now, you're going to have people that you don't know in real life that connect with you. And it's really important to me that when I'm myself in person, I'm exactly the same as what they would expect when they see me on social media or on a podcast. And if I'm not being as weird, through that lens, then they're going to get a real weird version of Keisha when I'm like with them in yeah. person. So I want that to be congruent. It just feels better. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I figured that was like a fun question. Cause I, I feel like I'm super weird too, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I also know you haven't personally, um, dealt with a ton of anxiety. Um, but if you, if you've coached women that are suffering, I thought that it might help some people that are listening um, in my audience as well uh, as from your collective um, who are suffering. Like how would you encourage them to, uh, or yeah, uh, give them tools to overcome that, whether they're building their own businesses or um, anything like that. So. Yeah. Well, I am definitely not an anxiety specialist, but I do think a lot of stress and overwhelm connects to this anxious feeling that we get. And sometimes I think we get anxiety of um, looking at where we want to go and feeling like that distance is so far, like maybe this is in business or in personal or professional goals. We look at where we are now, we look at how far we have to go and we choose mm -hmm. to label that space as overwhelming, as scary. And we start to look at all of the things that we would need to do to become the person that can handle where we want to go. And we feel like we're behind or we feel like we're not qualified. And then what we're doing is we're telling ourselves these statements like, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't know how to figure this out. And then our brain is looking for evidence. Confirmation bias is literally looking for evidence to prove the thoughts that we're thinking. So I think it's really powerful to first catch the thoughts that you're actually thinking in your head, which sounds really like fluffy and weird, but so often we are like going on these habits, like these habit loops that we have in our brain, like 40 to 45% of what we're doing daily is habits, including the thoughts that we're thinking. We're not even paying attention to the thoughts that are programming how we act. Mm -hmm. And when your thoughts drive your behaviors and your like emotions, it literally makes up how you show up to your life. So the tactical thing that I would give you is number one, always um, feel that responsibility for your second thought. 
not your first thought. So your first thought is that instant reaction that comes to your head where maybe you are looking at a goal that you're working towards and it seems really overwhelming because you have a far distance that you want to go. So normal if you are someone who's anxious about being a big dreamer or you've got a big vision for your life or a massive amount of impact that you want to make like I do. Well, the first thought is looking for the reasons that you might not feel qualified because you're scared because you care about it, but you can also be responsible for your next thought, which can be a little bit of an upgrade. Maybe you aren't qualified yet, but you're working on becoming qualified. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're still scared, but you're working on becoming more brave. So taking that first initial thought that's not serving you and upgrading it to a better, more neutral thought is a good way to start making steps in the right direction. And I think that will help whether you're dealing with anxiety or you're just going through life and you've got big goals. So that's one part of it. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is really tactical that seems like common sense, but is definitely not common practice is actually getting intentional about how you're setting yourself up for the week. So often anxiety can come from this overwhelm of stress of feeling like you've got so many things going on that you can't handle it. So you just feel like you want to throw in the towel and it feels really anxious. And, um, I think one tactical thing that works really well for me as someone who doesn't struggle with like actual clinical anxiety. So I want to just differentiate that that is very different, but someone who can get overwhelmed or stressed is I'll sit down and I'll just like kind of word vomit on a piece of paper, all of the things that I need to do, right? Just like get them all out, dump them out of my brain onto a piece of paper. Like literally that's what I have right next to me. <laughs> all the things that I need to do. And then I go through those and I pick the three most important things that are going to move the needle forward. And I call that my like cake. And essentially everything else is sprinkles on top. And I love this concept because it helps me focus on those small manageable things. And then everything else can kind of just be on that page because I know it's important, but it's not as important as those three main things. And then I take those three main things. I put the one that's going to take the least amount of time on the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And I do that one first because what I found is that I get out of that anxious state, um, if I'm taking action and I get a lot more clarity, if I'm taking action and every single time that I show up and do that thing, I'm putting a deposit in my confidence bucket and that helps me move forward and get out of that mindset. So yeah. two answers would be catching your thoughts and upgrading your thoughts. And the second answer would be around something tactical where you can actually manage like what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to help you move through your days with a little bit more ease and, and control, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm definitely a list person. So I find that that's helped me in the past too. Um, and kind of just prioritizing those things. And I have your planner now. So Yay, I love that. So awesome. Yeah, so that's definitely helpful to look at it that way. I love it. <laughs> so I also would love to know, um, and I mean, I I feel like I kind of grasp this myself, but for people that are listening, who do you enjoy working with and who do you serve usually? Yeah. So I like connecting with the woman who feels like she wants more, but she maybe doesn't know what more is mm -hmm. or things are pretty good, but she wants things to be better. She's got like some of these things on paper, like these milestones that she's checked off, but she's just got this like fire in her belly that she wants to do more with her life or show up in a more authentic way or just deeply connect with people or make a massive impact in the world. So the woman that 
she is happy and she is excited, but sometimes she holds herself back because she's worried about maybe what other people might think. She's worried about making the wrong step. Um, she needs to focus on like building up confidence by starting to take those small little steps. So mostly women, um, between like 25 to 40 is the main demographic that I connect most with. Mm -hmm. Um, especially women that are interested in personal growth and just kind of evolving. And, um, at the same time, they love community. They're girls, girls often. Um, they're not the people that are like pointing at someone and saying like, Oh, she got lucky or like criticizing other women. I really vibe with like girls, girls that are kind of weird that want more that have got a fire in their belly and they just have to get out of their own damn way to do it. Yeah. And I love helping them do that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The, that kind of comes back to the action point that you were talking about too. And just taking little, even just those baby steps to move forward. So <laughs> yeah. well, sometimes we sit in it, right? Like we sit yeah. in this, we think about things for so long. And for me inaction mm-hmm. lets me spiral down into this like negative headspace, right? Like of all the reasons that things could go wrong and all this negative headspace. But when I'm starting to take action and I'm getting those tiny little wins, that's literally filling up my confidence deposit. And then when you're more confident, you're more excited. And when you're more excited, you're going to show up more as yourself. And when you're more yourself, people are going to connect with you in a more meaningful way. And if you're weird, be really weird um, because people love that. And that really helps me get there is just those tiny little little consistent actions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about where you get some of your best ideas. Um, and are you ever nervous reaching for one of those lofty goals? Or do you do you feel like just those baby steps again are what helps you get there? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I love those questions. So the first one of where do I get my ideas? Definitely when I'm moving, I, I think uh, most women are verbal processors. And so I incorporate a lot of movement throughout my day, whether that's like fitness in the morning, but I also have things like mini trampolines. I walk my dog during the middle of the day. Back when I worked in the corporate world, I always snuck away just even for like 20 minutes on a lunch break to walk outside. Mm -hmm. And um, that movement really helps me get a lot more creative. Um, I tend to be really creative early in the morning and late at night, which is very confusing. Uh, And there's like a chunk in the afternoon that I'm not as creative. So I don't plan my day around having to create content in that space. So I've gotten really intentional about paying attention to when I'm most excited and when I do naturally feel the most creative and it's always during and after movement. Mm -hmm. So I incorporate a lot of that during the day. I also have great ideas when I'm in the shower always. Um, I'm just like with my loofah, like, yeah, I got a great idea for a podcast. This is one thing I want to make for my community, whatever. So movement is the secret sauce. If you're looking for a nighttime routine, what my fiance and I have done is we take our dog Lizzie on a, like, it's about a three mile walk every single night without phones. And most of the time I'm like verbally processing kind of like word vomiting all over him, whatever happened during the day and picking his brain on what he thinks about it. But it's been so helpful just to get a lot out of my brain so that I can start the next day, like with a fresh slate. Yeah. And then your second question of if I get nervous or, um, you know, get scared to push for a bigger goal. Absolutely. 100%. But I like to think of the fact that if I'm nervous, that means I care about it. And if I'm 
um, wondering if I can actually do that thing that I feel called to do. It's, it's because I can't yet do it, but I'm excited about the process towards becoming the woman that can. And whenever I'm feeling like this, like doubt feeling, I have to flip around that question that I'm asking myself. Cause the questions that we're asking ourselves, like we talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, leads into the self-confirming bias where we're looking for evidence to prove our thoughts to be true. So right. for me, if I'm feeling like I'm scared of pushing for that next level, I have to understand that that is absolutely necessary for me to navigate through so that I can become the person that can handle it when I get there. And if I didn't have speed bumps along the way and everything came really easy and I just got everything that I wanted right now, number one, I wouldn't feel proud of myself because I wouldn't have had to work hard. And I also wouldn't be able to sustain it because I wouldn't have the skill set that's required, the grit, the resilience. I wouldn't have the ability to like fall down or doubt myself and then pull myself back up and learn how to do that and how to self-soothe and just how to get grittier, honestly. Um, And now because I look at things that I'm scared to do as an opportunity to stretch myself, I also see it as an opportunity that now when I fall down or when I misstep or when I have an off day or when something does not go according to plan, which that happens all the time, then I fall down, but I get back up quicker. And I truly believe that the difference between people that are crushing their goals and people that aren't is not how smart they are, is not the resources that they have. It's their ability to get back up and learn from that failure or setback and give them more tools in their toolbox to go again. And now it feels so weird for me to stay down because I'm so used to getting back up that I just feel more normal getting back up, even if I fall. And that's a huge gift that I feel like gives me an opportunity to really serve people. And we don't have enough time on the planet to experience all the things that we need to experience and learn all the things that we need to learn. So if I can learn something by stretching myself, even if it's kind of scary, but I can teach another woman that, whether that's my you know, sister or someone that I'm connected to on social media, that matters. So I feel called to kind of work through it regardless. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like revving me up flat. No, like it's <laughs> here. So yeah, you're like, oh no, now you're gonna be wired at night. <laughs> I'm gonna have some of those evening ideas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, have you ever dealt with imposter? I'm like tongue tied. But have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Oh, absolutely. How have you overcome that? <laughs> yeah, I think imposter syndrome also comes from when you're not giving yourself credit for the work that you've done, which is interesting. Like imposter syndrome in terms, like for someone listening that maybe doesn't identify with that word, Mm -hmm. I think of it like when you feel like maybe you didn't earn your seat at the table or you don't feel like you deserve yet to be in that room or to have the success that you did, or you say things like, who am I to believe that I could do this? There's lots of different variations of imposter syndrome. But for me, whenever I feel that feeling coming up, like, do I deserve this? Am I capable of doing this? Or maybe someone makes a comment and I kind of second guess my own abilities. Well, I remember the work that I've put in to get where I am today. I was there late at night when it felt like I was pushing a giant monster truck tire up a hill to build my very first business. Or I was there when I had to re-record the intro to the podcast because I was like, oh, my voice sounds really awkward or whatever. Like I was there showing up. So when you're feeling that imposter syndrome of like, do I deserve this? Am I worthy of this? 
look back and look for all of the things that you thought that you couldn't do, but you did. And look for all of the things that you had to do to get you here. You had to figure out how to record this episode. You had to reach out to someone like me and you had to ask me to be on your show. You had to put together the questions. So no matter what, if you don't feel qualified, I'm not saying you don't, but for someone that doesn't feel qualified as a podcaster, it's like, you know, the work that you put in, you deserve to have the success that you're going to have with this podcast and you're going to continue to have in your life outside of this too. So Mm -hmm. remind yourself why you're worthy. And if you're ever doubting yourself, if you're capable or feeling that imposter syndrome, look back at your life on the things that you thought that you couldn't get through that you did get through because you're alive and you're going through it, right? Like you're getting, you're getting after it still. So that helps me kind of navigate it, but I absolutely feel it. And I would actually be scared if I didn't feel it, because that would be a signal to me that I'm not showing up enough to my own life because I'm not stretching myself and I'm not pushing myself to be in rooms that I'm honestly not ready to be in. Mm -hmm. But I think about it like when you're playing like soccer, when you're little, this is weird. I don't know. This just came into my mind. But like, I remember that I played soccer like in elementary school with the the kids that were a year older than me. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was like on the weird like grade school, you know, whatever. But I had to get up to their level. But if I would have played with people that were younger than me or maybe not as good as I was, I would play to that level. But when you're in rooms or when you're doing things where you feel like you don't quite, you know, like have it yet, you're going to grow so much more because you're going to be around people that are showing you what's possible and you're going to want to just bring your freaking a game Mm -hmm. and that matters to get yourself in those rooms too yeah yeah i love (laughs) that too i love everything (laughs) (laughs) you're so sweet Um, yeah, that's really great. Cause I know like, even like there's women that even like in my daily life, I feel they deal with imposter syndrome and, um, I do myself a little bit too, but I'm a little better at stretching myself. I like, even, uh, I feel that that's, um, very tangible, like way to look at it of what you shared. So that's oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, are there any resources that you found that have helped you to develop the self-confidence in your life and business? I know this kind of touches on a lot of the mindset stuff that we have already talked about, but is there anything else really that you? Yeah. So I think it's really important to two things that instantly came to mind. One is that every single day that you're showing up to the day with something that you're going to keep a promise to yourself for, because Mm -hmm. I think confidence actually does come from keeping promises to yourself. So whether that is something like, I'm going to get this project done, I'm going to get this workout done. I'm going to have this important conversation. I'm going to raise my hand in the meeting. I'm going to, you know, put this vulnerable post out on social media. I'm going to reach out to this person that I want to connect with. And it's outside my comfort zone, having something tangible Every single day that you can measure that you're like, I did that thing, even though it scared me a little bit, or even though it pushed me a little bit as humans, we love progress and confidence really, I think for me and for so many women that I've mentored over the years, um, is built from reminding yourself that you kept that promise yesterday, then wiping the slate clean and then doing it again the next day. So one thing is teeing yourself up to keep a promise to yourself to help build confidence. Number two is 
borrowing belief from other people that are further along in their journey. Like part of the reason why I started my podcast is because I learned so much from people that I couldn't be in the rooms yet to experience the types of conversations that they were having with each other. Or I didn't have friends that maybe thought bigger than I did or had um, more experience in the world that I wanted to move into. So I, I had to tap into their brain. So I listened to podcasts all the time. I listen to books on Audible all the time and it's helped instill confidence in me because I'm borrowing belief from other people that are convicted in their way of living. So even when I was in the corporate world building a business on the side, it was so important for me to tap into business podcasts of other women that were a few steps ahead of me or even men that were a few steps ahead of me that showed me what was possible by building this lifestyle that they had, showed me what was possible to have a thriving marriage that they had, showed me what was possible to have the income potential that they had. Like I needed to see someone else talk about it, or I guess in that case, hear someone else talk about it and just soak that into my brain because sometimes you don't believe in yourself enough yet. So you got to borrow belief from other people along the way. Um, oh, and then one other thing that just came into mind that really helps is making sure that you're calling your shot to someone that actually matters to you. So when I first started my business, I told my very best friend and my now fiance about the business that I wanted to start and why it was important to me. Mm -hmm. And I told them the real reason why it mattered to me. Like the kind that like makes you cry and you're kind of embarrassed to say what your goals could be. I told them that thing and it was juicy and it was honest and so because I was so honest and called my shot, they were so supportive of me. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to start the podcast, I actually announced on social media through Instagram that I was starting a podcast and I did not have equipment. I did not know the name. I literally did not even know how to start a podcast. And you'll think this is funny. I thought that we had to do it in our guest room, which now is like my podcast and like office room. I thought we had to cover the entire room with styrofoam. <laughs> to have the noise quality be good enough. I literally thought that. So we were at Guitar Center and Cena, my fiance, was like, Kish, I don't think we actually need to cover the room with styrofoam. Like, I don't think people are doing this. That was a year ago. But I had already said I was starting a podcast. I had already secured my two first guests before I even had a name of the show. Um, so do things before you're ready. That helps build confidence and get accountability while you're at it too. A lot of tips, but I'm just telling you, I, you know, my style. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like throwing it at you as it's coming to my brain. So know, hopefully those are helpful. Fun, fun when I decide like what to name this. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. Go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I also know that a lot of girls, um, in your collective of, of, of course are dealing with anxiety. I listened to your previous episode with the psychologist. I'm blanking on her name right now, but Christy um, Thraco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good episode. Um, if anybody is listening and wants to check it out, um, she has a lot of great tips too. Um, but when I listened to that, I I was thinking about, um, Basically, like, do any of the girls in your collective have anything helpful that they've found for themselves um, that they've shared with you or um, things that they've taken even from that episode? I know it was only a couple yeah. weeks ago or so. So <laughs> Yeah. So anxiety specifically, um, a couple of tips that seem like they've been really helpful for people that are struggling with that is um, 
checking in on just your health overall. And the biggest thing that Christy hit home with in that episode was sleep. Mm -hmm. And again, common sense, but not common practice. So one thing that's been really helpful is having a nighttime routine of maybe even alarm in your phone of when you're going to start getting ready for bed. So you can really honor the fact that your body needs sleep. If you're sleep deprived, you're so much more likely to feel anxious the next day. If you're, mm -hmm. if your body is not functioning at optimal level. So how much caffeine are you having? How much sleep are you getting? How much um, technology, like, are you consuming right before bed? Are you looking at screens right before bed? Are you giving yourself an opportunity to have a nighttime routine that sets you up to fall asleep a little bit easier, whether that's using like a Calm app or what I like to do when I'm brushing my teeth before bed is I remind myself of like why I'm proud of myself to just mm -hmm. go to bed with this state of like gratitude for the fact that I got to like show up to today. Um, and in the morning I brush my teeth and I think about what I'm excited about for the day. So getting really intentional with the bookends of your day, um, checking out on sleep, water consumption, definitely movement. That was something that Christy stressed majorly. Mm -hmm. That's something that's a huge part of my life is, is consecutive movement. And Brendan Burchard actually did a high performance study of like high performers all across the globe. And the science proves that we can only focus for 50, five, zero minutes before we need to actually take a break um, for our brain to function at most optimal levels. So especially if you're struggling with anxiety around like to-dos or work stress or things like that throughout the day, taking yeah. intentional breaks to step away from your computer, even if it's just like if you're in an office setting or you're in school or whatever, step away, go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet. This sounds weird, but like sit on the toilet with a seat down or whatever, and just close your eyes for a second and just take a second, mm -hmm. get up, walk around the office, like go fill your water cup, you know, go to the paper shredder, whatever you got to do, just get away for a second from your screen. Um, and that helps a ton. She stressed that a lot of like light at night is huge. Make sure that you're drinking enough water and not like drinking caffeine at like 4 PM and then wondering why you can't go to sleep and then you feel anxious the next day. So basic human health things that we think about that are very common sense and commonly preached, but not commonly practiced. So take inventory of yourself and look at your day as a whole. Like when are you showing up for the things that you need to be a full, complete, happy person? Because if you're running on everyone else's agenda, you should expect that you're going to feel pretty anxious too. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of random tips that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I definitely like the nighttime things are a really important one to me too. Um, that was probably one of the first things that I utilized myself and just really like plugging my phone in far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just flipping it over as starting at like 7 p.m. and just let it go for the hours before I went to bed. I'd only like look at it to really put my alarm on and uh, that helped me to get into like a good groove of sleeping and then my morning routine was a little easier and all that so it's kind of like that spiral effect there too <laughs> yeah it's tiny little things yep. that seem trivial but with consistency over time not only does it build confidence but it really does help you just feel like you're showing up and your anxiousness is going to go down you know so yeah. totally agree um, so last question, um, what's yeah. your favorite quote or saying? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure you have a million. <laughs> the, I actually feel like it would be timely to read to you this Kobe Bryant quiet, um, quote okay. that I just pulled yesterday and wrote down. Um, he said, 
those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is the actual dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. And if you guys can understand that, then you'll see what happens is you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true, but something greater will. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like timely given everything, but it's like so often I find myself drawn to quotes that are simple, but that one just really sticks out to me because it's like, the journey is what it is all about. And what I always tell myself is like, fall in love with the process, not what the process produces. And I think that embodies it with a lot more, you know, juicy detail. Um, But I think that's really important for us as ambitious women or people that are just trying to improve and grow. If you're listening to a podcast like this, whether or not you struggle with anxiety or anything like that, it's like you want to get better. You want to constantly evolve. You're thinking about the fact that if you show up for your life more, other people are going to benefit as a byproduct of you doing that. And if you don't commit to figuring out how to manage your anxiety or figuring out how to show up more to feel more excited, other people are going to be negatively impacted as a byproduct of you choosing to not handle this. So I just want to applaud the woman that's listening into this show who's taking advantage of tools that she has at her fingertips, like podcasts, to take action in her life, to build the life that she loves. And so cheers to you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Thanks again to Keisha for joining us today. I hope you guys are as excited about listening to her and revved up as I am after listening and talking to her for about 45 minutes when I recorded this. Um, If you'd like to go and get more information from her, you can check out her website, KeishaFitzgerald.com. Or you can also follow her on Instagram and all of that info will be in the show notes. Uh, she has great daily inspo and um, especially if you're starting a business or anything that you're nervous about, furthering yourself in your career, anything like that. She also has an awesome podcast. So you can just listen to her every morning to get ready to roll on your day with positive energy. And it's called the Empower Her Podcast. Um, I'll also link that. So thanks, guys, for listening. Catch you next week.